Hey there, thank you so much for listening to our Big Time Talker podcast. We are live and worldwide distributed on great platforms like Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe today. I'm Burke Allen, live in Washington, D.C., and the Big Time Talker is brought to you in part by our friends at SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. If you're a platform speaker or you're a meeting planner, Get together and find one another today at speakermatch.com. And our guest today has done more than her fair share of public speaking to big groups all over the country, all over the world. Sharon Burstein is an expert on leadership and the role of leadership during tough times. She's also an award-winning, best-selling author. Uh, Let's jump right into it, Sharon. What makes a great leader? Well, a great leader is somebody who understands people because leadership isn't about the leader. Leadership is actually about others. It's not about power. Great leadership is about strength, understanding, courage, and sacrifice. You um, have worked with leaders and have developed people into, into great leaders for many years now. You've written books. And by the way, you may have seen Sharon's books, the, the Life Snack series, uh, in bookstores or on Amazon.com, wherever you get your books. You've been doing this for, for quite a while, and it seems as if in today's world, um, leadership is constantly being attacked. And it, it doesn't matter your political stripe. You'd be on the left, on the right. You could be apolitical, and and our leaders seem to come up lacking. And I wonder if you have any thoughts on why is that? Why do we have sort of this lack of, of great leadership? Well, again, uh, you know, and I talk about this in my book, What's Your Leadership Image? Create Excellence with Lasting Impressions, because there's leadership and then there's also your leadership image. And what you say and how you look, act and communicate can also be very disjointed from your words and your messages. And really, it's the whole package. Leadership is what you do. Your leadership image is who you are. And you really have to have all of it, because if you don't look like the leader, if your messages are misguided, and of course, one of the major things about leadership is bringing people together and speaking truth. You know, anybody can can uh, spot a phony. Ask any five-year-old. I mean, if you have kids, if you've been around children, they can spot a phony. So leadership is not about the leader. It is leadership is about other people. It is about bringing people together and building effective teams. Sharon Burstein is our guest on the Big Time Talker podcast, powered by SpeakerMatch.com. And she's worked with, what, thousands of people to develop uh, probably leadership close to, uh Probably close to a million. I work with corporations all over the world from small uh, groups to and one-on-one with a lot of CEOs and chairmen of the board. And I work with small companies all the way to our Fortune 50 companies. And now more than ever, what I'm finding is that I'm being called to bring back A, leaders and leadership images, but I'm also working to build more uh, back with effective teams because through COVID what has happened of course is everybody has been working independently and 
doing their own thing on flexible schedules. And while a lot of that will be still working very well in a lot of different industries, even if people are working independently, if they're working remotely, as you bring people together, they are still part of your team. So how do we bring people effectively together and not have just a, a bunch of silos? They could be successful silos, but with my company, you know, with if you got a company, you want to bring your people together across, you know, crossing all departments. And that brings a whole new facet of leadership skills that, that have to be learned if you are leading a remote team. Uh, for example, my company, we have folks in Canada, we have folks in California, and we have folks in Maryland, and uh, they're everywhere. It, it's a whole unique skill set. So if you happen to, to own a company or lead an organization now, and, and some of those folks are not going to be coming back into the office place, uh, give me a couple of tips. How would you recommend that, that managers or leaders oversee this new reality? Well, you can create, you can even create little contests, bringing people together. You can bring people together even remotely. And boy, trust me, I think we're all ha have had our fill of Zoom. But <laughs> yeah. people are certainly, you know, Canada, the borders certainly are not yet open to here in the United States. So that's a touch more challenging. But I think if you can bring, uh, you know, whether you have contests, you know, fun contests, making some things fun so people can also learn more about each other. I've even done some scavenger hunts where the scavenger hunt, the clues are actually things about different people in different departments. And it's a way of people having to look, having to talk and communicate. And that's a very key word because communication is key. It's key both as the leader and it's key in the departments because if you're going to have a successful company there has to be open lines of open dialogue and communication and that is uh, key certainly what I'm finding I have several signature events one coming up in July is uniquely you putting women first the power of possible designed by women for women and people came to me for many years and said oh would you create an event for women and it was like someday when I find the right place I will uh, do that. But uh, right now, uh, you know, so that's in its fourth year. And I also have Leadership Summit America. So those are my two signature events coming up. You talked about uh, leadership for women. And hands down, in, in my corporate career, before I started my company 20 years ago, the best boss I ever had was a woman. Her name was Cindy Schloss, and she oversaw the CBS radio cluster in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I was uh, middle management there. I was a program director. Um, she was a fantastic boss. Why is it in 2021 there are not more women in leadership positions? Well, you know, as much as I would like to say that uh, we as women have broken through the glass ceiling, in many ways we have, in many ways uh, we haven't. Uh, that can be depending on different situations. But women are great, effective leaders. I think women have a natural ability to be able to juggle more things, multitask often than men. And I think a lot of that's just genetic. We're used to using and doing that. And I think it really comes down to a diff one major difference can be talking and listening. And certainly we're talking right now, and I hope you're Listen, your viewers and listeners are listening because listening is the strongest. Um, it's the strongest 
um, it's the strength of every leader because learn to listen, listen to learn. You will always learn more by listening than talking. And often many leaders in many industries tend to want to hear the sound of their voice. And that's great. But you really need to hear what's being said and you need to understand what is needed and what other people's thoughts are. And those are things that many women are very good at doing. And it's, you know, one of the things that I really work with really from schools on is developing people's listening habits, not their talking habits, not their ability just to communicate. But when you listen, when you first meet somebody, another tip that I always talk about when I'm speaking is what's called 95-5. Because when you meet somebody so often in social situations, and I'm sure you've run into this so many times, people will go rambling on and tell you all about themselves and how great they are and everything. And you already know who you are and what you're doing, but you don't know the person you've just uh, you've just met. And so uh, you want to learn more. So when you're engaged in those kinds of conversations, it comes down to listening. Learn 95% about the person that you are engaging with for the first time. And then follow up with about 5% of information about yourself. So listen. Learn to listen. That is the one thing every great leader comes to the table with. They don't. They may make an opening statement, and then you will find really good leaders go quiet because they will listen. The role of leadership during tough times is a big topic. Sharon Burstein is our guest today. Um, how is it that, in your opinion, Sharon, so many really bad leaders – get into leadership positions and and we see it not just in politics but certainly in business and in our everyday life and and you wonder how in the hell did this guy get in the coroner office how does that happen well sometimes it can be nepotism there's no question you know and one of the things i caution a lot of industries about a lot of people will bring in people and they want to look at the person's not only their resume But they will look at uh, where they went to school, what their placement was. Well, that might be good when I'm hiring somebody right out of college in school. And you may be academically bright, but can you relate to people? It's not that you were the top person and valedictorian of your class or that you were at the top. That doesn't make a difference. The other thing that people in leadership across the board make this problem. And that is that you bring somebody up for the ranks, but you haven't given them the right training. So let me give you an example of that. Often you'll see somebody who is really wonderful in sales, for example, and they are top. They may be number one in their region, the state, maybe in the country. And so people will decide, great, I'm going to make that person my new national or regional sales manager, director, or whatnot. But what they haven't taken into consideration is that person was doing very well one-on-one. But managing people is also different than managing yourself. So one of the things that you can do as a great effective leader is before you promote, that you start giving those people that are part of what you would consider your management team or the people that you're looking to bring up to the ranks, start giving them more education, get them into more conferences that will build them and build not only their confidence, it builds their knowledge, their success, 
and everything for the position that you are looking for the, to mold them into. We're talking with Sharon Burstein today about leadership, and you may want to check out her books. Uh, they're available at Amazon.com and bookstores everywhere, including the Life Snack series. Um, when when you see leaders in action, since this is something you do, you train leaders. Is it mm-hmm. hard for you to not armchair quarterback uh, leadership when you see it? You know, for example. Uh, you know, a political leader who's overseeing something, you know, the President Trump and his COVID response. And, and some people thought it was great and other people thought it was awful. I wonder if you, as a, a person who trains leaders, if it's difficult for you to separate out your opinions when you see leadership happening. Well, first of all, truth always prevails. So the one thing I always tell anybody if they're going through something, whether you're a publicly traded company or a private company, if, uh, Different situations happen in different corporations. Events happen, uh, accidents happen, uh, tragedies happen, situations. But truth always prevails. And you want to make sure that whoever your media partners are to are telling the absolute truth and that there is no variations from that truth. And that is a very key thing i mean there anybody can make things up or you can do it but truth will always come through in the end so i always tell people my chairmen's of the board it's like sometimes it's hard to say things or accept things that you don't want to accept because it's not the way you would like it in public perception may be critical but people will always respect you more if you speak the truth you know, there's some people that, that I've run into down through the years, Sharon, to use your example earlier of a, a sales manager gets promoted up into the corner office mm-hmm. and they become maybe the regional sales manager. Well, suddenly they're no longer on the street doing what they're really good at, and that is selling one-on-one. Uh, I wonder if, if, since you've been doing this a while, if you believe that there are certain people that have those innate leadership qualities and there are certain people that should not go into leadership, no matter how good they may be, how successful they are at their own job? Are there some people that can't be taught how to be great leaders and should not become leaders? And some people don't want to become leaders. Uh, You know, the number one thing about a leader is taking responsibility for your actions and for yourself. And everybody is happy to take responsibility when things are going right. But just look around and think about your own life. Or when you're in situations when everything's going bad, yeah, that was my idea. But when things go wrong, people are like, oh, no, that wasn't mine. Nope, not my idea. It's amazing how many people will run away. A true leader will step up and face what that situation is. Now, you have to have leaders and you have to have followers. Not everybody can be the chairman of the board or the CEO. I mean, just take a look at everything down to widgets and gidgets and all the things that we need in life. Now, I don't want to be on an assembly line, but there are some people who love that. There are people who like being the doers, and that doesn't mean doers can't move up through the chain, but we need all areas of people. And actually, at the top, a lot of Good companies will start, even if I'm bringing you in as an executive vice president, or I may even be bringing you in as the new president of my company. A lot of people 
Um, I think Dunkin' Donuts does it. I know Stewart's does it. I know Home Depot does it. They put all the executive team in the stores. Learn from the customer. What does the customer want? What is customer service? How are our employees acting and reacting? You can't be in the corner suite and not know what's happening at every level in your company. You know, so the best type of management and leadership is actually management while walking around. You know, you can talk, you can have people report in your offices, you can have all these great meetings, but you will learn so much more by observing and interacting and speaking with people at all levels and being respectful of their thoughts and ideas, whether you agree with them or not, let them be expressed and give them consideration. Sure. It goes back to your point of being a great listener. There was a terrific uh, reality TV show that was on for several years called Undercover Boss that had that same premise. Uh, Sharon Burstein is our guest today. We're talking about leadership and the role of leadership in, in tough times. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, Sharon. Um, let's talk about a couple of big public leadership failures. Could be recent, could be in the distant past, but uh, times when when leaders really fell down on the job. Give me a couple of examples. Well, I think a couple of the things that we've had was we've had some oil spills, like what was it, the Valdez, long, quite a while ago, but oil spills in uh, Alaska or different parts of our uh, country where things happen, and there are spills and people start running away and not accepting what has happened in those types of situations rather than getting into the cause and how can we work with environmentalists and how can we work with people you you need to get down to people's grassroots and you need to be on site so if you can't be a leader and have something go bad and still sit in your nice little ivory tower you need to get on location and you need to get there as soon as possible accept what people are saying and it probably isn't going to be pretty but you have to accept it. You have to hear it. And those are, you know, that's, you know, one, we've had lots of different situations. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on in Miami right now with the collapse and building owners and things. We, there are a lot of things that have unanswered questions. But the thing is, whenever there is a situation, get on location, start building a team and start communicating. The worst thing a leader can do in an emergency uh, situation, and that's the PR. I, I have owned a media and public relations company for more than 30 years as well. But the worst thing you can do is hide. That immediately you makes you look present. guilty, right? If you if you hide it from makes you, absolutely, it makes you guilty by the fact that you aren't there. You know, so get a team together, start communicating, start to get as many experts as you can in, and have them with that and have them say, I need the truth. You know, we will put something together, but people want to hear things. They don't want the press having to make something up because you know what? The press have deadlines. Everybody has a deadline. And if you don't help them with the actual facts, they're going to go in different directions to try and find people to support their story. And it may not be the truth and it may not be the way you wish to have it told, but if they don't have those facts, they don't have experts to help them along the way. So the best thing that you can do is get there and be responsible. Again, responsibility, standing up, 100% responsibility and being transparent. Great leaders will do that. 
you know, and you have to be able to take that kind of situation. And I need to know in the field, if something goes wrong, just think of the military. We need to know if I'm on battle or somebody, I need to know you've got my back, I've got your back. So it trickles down, trickle down, trickle up effect. There needs to be trust and honesty on everybody's end. You know, all the things we learned, we learned in kindergarten, communication, talking, trust, sharing, caring, empathy, uh, you know, all of those good things. Uh, so it, a lot of great leadership comes down to the golden rule. Do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. It comes down to pretty some simple things sometimes. You know, it does come down to simple things, and that's why it's so amazing when people blow it so badly. Sharon Bernstein is our guest today. Uh, what's your leadership image? Create Excellence with Lasting Impression uh, is one of her books. She also has written a couple of books called Life Snacks, and there's a Life Snacks for Women, um, specifically targeted towards women who want to get into leadership or are in leadership. And, and I wonder if there are... Uh, specific differences you see in women and men in leadership positions that, and I'm sure there are exceptions to every rule, but uh, in generality, are there big differences between the two? There can be, and there sometimes there are, and there aren't. You can see it sometimes in different industries. Industries can dictate something. It does come down to listening. It comes down to a lot on training and confidence what I call the ABCs when I talk to people, always be confident. I mean, so often, have you ever seen a leader, and lots of times they are, they're the ones who are shirking away. They will tell you something, but you look in their eyes, you look at the posture, you look at the words, how they're delivering them, and they're not confident. They don't believe what they are saying. So a good leader, first of all, has to always be confident. And it's interesting. One of the things I ask when I speak all over the world to every group, including if I'm in a school or if I'm in a university, corporate, arenas, whatever. And I will say, please raise your hand. Who here was given great leadership skills growing up? And I'll tell you, I get very few. In a group of maybe a thousand people, I may see 20 hands. Now, that's not a great thing because it tells us that as as we grow up, our, as children growing up, we are not giving kids across the board for generations great leadership opportunities. So one of the things I talk to people all the time, we all had mentors in our life, and most of us still have mentors that can grow and they can change. But the best thing that we can do is to give kids great leadership skills from a young age. It helps to build their confidence. When they're confident, you also start to reduce a lot of bullying because people believe in themselves. They know how to conduct themselves. And you, when you start giving good mentoring to youth coming up, it pays dividends moving forward. I read a couple of days ago uh, a survey where they, they talked to employees, uh, mostly young employees, by the way, about the number one thing that, that bothered them about their boss. And I was surprised by the answer. The number one thing that, that got under these young employees' skins is when their boss didn't respond to their email on a, a regular basis, on a timely basis. And, and clearly that's a problem because it slows down your workflow. But I, I found that fascinating that it wasn't 
the boss yells at me, the boss ignores me, the boss could have done a million different things. It was that electronic communication. And and that leads to my question for you about uh, millennials and, and folks who are younger who maybe don't have the same value in soft skills and eye-to-eye contact and firm handshakes and all that that, that we were brought up with. Does that present oh, a, a unique challenge for managers today and leaders? And to a large degree, it does, because honestly, a lot of kids have forgot don't have communication skills and they do not have social skills. That's one of the things that technology has increasingly depriving. Also, writing skills have gotten to be horrific, both critical thinking, imaginary thinking and just penmanship. So uh, one thing whenever you do, I always write handwritten thank you notes. They are never out of style. Everybody loves to receive something in real handwriting. But yes, how you walk, how you act, how you dress, how you communicate. Now, you have to be careful about social media and why bosses may not want to put something in writing is it's sometimes so often in emails or texts, they can be misconstrued. Now, one of the things I also talk about to people is put your thumbs away. What I mean is stop. Everybody's communicating with their thumbs, millennials included. It's like, get rid of your thumbs. We are real people, and you need to learn how to speak and communicate with others, not only your peers, but everybody above you, all around you, and not be just texting people all the time. That's why we have voices and learn how to use those. And the problem, and I talk about this a lot with students and actually with management, emails and things can be misconstrued. And once you have put something in writing, in an email, on your Facebook, in a text, it actually lives forever. So if you are going to say something controversial or something that could be interpreted in any way in a controversial manner, what I always encourage people to do is if it could be misconstrued, sit on it. Sit on it overnight, then go back and edit it in the morning. Now, chances are you're not even going to think about sending it or do it, but never do anything in a heated moment that would then live with you because people will just send it around. But also, if you are a millennial, if you are posting these things on Facebook, LinkedIn, or many other different forms, whether it's Instagram or different things, those will follow you. And many employers will also be taking a look, especially if you're a millennial. They will be looking at a lot of your social media to see what your habits and the types of things that you have been doing. So one of the things we first start working with is kids in high school is get off Facebook and really watch what you say. Because bottom line is it really we are people and we should be communicating either in person or with our voices. Email is a nice thing, but it should augment. It shouldn't be a substitution. Sharon, I can just visualize uh, the people listening right now of a certain age are giving us both virtual eye rolls for everything you just said. Well, Um, you know what? But there is a reality. I mean, you can do a lot of things, but bottom line is life isn't just about technology, you know, and you know, when you, it's, it's sad. I mean, you go increasingly into a restaurant and I'll look at a young couple and they are sitting there on a date and both of them are texting away. And it's like, why are you on this date? You know, it's, it's uh, amazing, but it's, it's interesting because I worked with a lot of youth 
in high school throughout the pandemic. And as we started opening up, I was in a high school and I was talking to a lot of the kids saying, what are you you know, looking forward to or what do you consider most challenging as we start to open up? And this is high school. And some of them saying, I've got to learn, A, how to dress again. And a couple of kids said, well, I need to learn my social skills because I have not been speaking. Everything has been electronic and just learning how to speak uh, in full, complete sentences and have a real conversation with somebody ongoing. So that's also what kids are also saying. So it's not an eye roll. You have to learn that if we are having a conversation, we can't sit in the same room and still just text and email back and forth. We are communicating and we need to use all of our senses. And if I'm building you as an effective team, I have to have teams that work together. Now, electro, uh, certainly emails and text have their place, especially if we are in the distance. And being going back to your original question, being responsive. Now, somebody may email me and I may pick up the phone and call you back because I would rather speak to you. So somebody also could be looking for your email because they want an email, um, you know, uh, trail to follow along. But a lot of leaders will just say, listen, you could email me that, but you and I are going to have a meeting or we will have a conversation. So there's a lot of different ways to look at those types of things. I'm with you, uh, Sharon. I think a, a firm handshake and looking somebody straight in the eye is tough to replace. And and as we wrap up, I have to tell you that being a Washington, D.C. person, I was encouraged to see uh, a quote about one of your books from one of my favorite leaders here in Washington, D.C. He says, if you want to become the best leader, you owe it to yourself and everyone in your life to read this book. And He's talking about your book, What's Your Leadership Image? And that leader, not a political leader at all, it's the leader of the 1980s Washington Redskins, Joe Theismann. So that's some some pretty high praise from one of my favorite all-time leaders. And I appreciate you talking leadership with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. And it's, you know, it's nice. It's nice when you work with people like uh, his, uh, you know, with Joe or you work with sports people, but you're always working on your image. So my advice in closing, thank you for having me, but the image you project will also really affect the type of leader you are and your effectiveness. So it's really the complete package. Your leadership image has to match your leadership, who you are and what you do. So I have enjoyed so much uh, our time together, and it went by so fast. It did go by fast, and I think there's a lot that that folks can take away. And I'm hoping, since I'm based here in Washington, D.C., that some of the people on Capitol Hill were listening today because we need great leadership there more than ever. Sharon Burstein is online at SharonBurstein.com. Thank you wherever you are listening today to the Big Time Talker podcast powered by SpeakerMatch.com. Now, go out and make it a great day.